from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. And this is episode number 160. Pop culture and music. Rush. Notes on a prog rock band legend. Before we get into that, I wanted to send out a thank you to the people, to the listeners in the country of India. And I wanted to let you know how much I appreciate you tuning in. I sincerely thank you for your support. Now, we're going to talk a bit about a band called Rush. Um, I got a email from someone who wanted to be unnamed. And they said, hey, Ernest, says you talk about anything. Uh, what's your take on the band Rush? And I was kind of uh, dumbstruck about that because I had never talked about Rush before, at least not in a broadcast. I'm a big fan of Rush. I've always liked Rush, and it's unfortunate, but I have to speak about them in the past tense, especially with the... uh, passing of their drummer and writer Neil Peart in January of 2020, which was really sad for me. But I will try to uh, talk about some of their music and Something, going to bring up something that may really um, make super diehard fans unhappy, but I'm just, I'm just sharing this with you. So maybe you'll agree, maybe you won't, drop me a line, tell me what you think. I believe that the band, as far as I'm concerned, um, yeah, they were undoubtedly, if you want to call them, I guess, uh, prog rock legends. It's certainly that. I mean, it's really difficult for me to critique them Um Because, frankly, I believe that they have been critiqued by thousands of people who are probably far more qualified to do so than myself. 
but you asked for it, and so I'm going to give it to you, the good, bad, and the ugly. So, I am of that generation, I am of that time, so, yeah. Incredible band, incredible music, but to a point. Now, with a lot of areas concerning music, um, I know a fair bit about many different genres of music, but one of my favorites is prog rock. And I have to tell you, this is absolutely was one of my favorite bands. But as far as, again, diehard fans are concerned, uh, we we part we part ways past a certain point in the band's development. And I'm sticking to my guns on this. And um, yeah. So um, if I wanted to talk about, say, for instance, critiquing individual albums um, to a certain point, I could do that. Um, especially with their live albums, such as um, Exit Stage Left and, you know, All the World's a Stage. But I'm going to just, I just want to primarily talk about a certain time period of their studio albums. And so that's what I'm going to be focusing on. And <clears throat> there's no, you know, there's no mincing this. Um, I, I just have to, to say that I'm, I'm okay with anything up until 81, after 81. Matter of fact, more than okay. Um, of course, their initial debut album with their first drummer, Tom Rutsey, and, um, you know, it was what it was. And of course, when Neil joined the band, it, there was just a, a both simultaneously, it was a lyrical and the musical um, transformation, they, they just exploded. Which I think speaks volumes to the fact of, you know, when you have very good musicians, but perhaps one of them is, you know, not at a certain level of playing. And, and I, I'm not knocking his playing. It, it was... Uh, Russell's playing was it was what it was. I mean, good, solid, timekeeping drummer, but you know, obviously, um, Peart's drumming. He was just he was a he was a monster. So that allowed uh, the band to just basically go in just completely uncharted territory. 
And that's exactly what they did. And some of it, not all for the best. But the thing is, you know, every single album that you make can't be the best. And they had a pretty good, as far as I'm concerned, you know, they had about roughly a good seven, eight year run of just progressively, no pun intended, uh, fantastic albums. And what I will now, this is, this is where I feel that as far as if there's going to be an argument, if you're going to argue with me, you can remember, <clears throat> you can say anything you want. I don't give a damn. People are entitled to their opinions, but there was a huge dip in their, let's say, creative output, you might say, after 81. So, um, moving pictures was... I would say, a, I would consider it a bookend. As far as their career was concerned, I, I would call that a bookend. Where after this, then another span, an entirely different chapter was opened. And, um, you know, this is, this is absolutely, you know, nothing to knock. Their other albums, they had some great songs on those other albums. Um, you know, except there were a few outstandingly. Now, I'm saying, I want to qualify this, I'm saying by Russia's standards, or let's say perhaps another way to put this, by a listener's standard. They were just calling what they were. They were just duds. Sorry, guys. Presto was not a good album. My opinion. The best album, I believe, if there is what I would call a best album, up until that point, beyond any shadow of a doubt was Permanent Waves. As I said, Permanent Waves, to me, was, it, it, marked, it marked an absolute peak as far as, you know, lyrical content and just, you know, musical expression. The, the production of the album was absolutely top-notch. I mean, it was just, you, you couldn't ask for better. And it was just an incredibly good sound. And to let you know just how much what followed missed the mark. If you've ever had a band that you had loved several albums in a row... Maybe they made just say two or three albums and and you were really in anticipation of the next one. And you got that album and you played it 
and you want your whole reaction was, huh? As soon as you're doing that, it's soon as it goes into the direction of, huh? What? Then you know something's amiss. And that was my reaction to moving pictures, which, of course, came right after the Permanent Waves album. Now, this is not to say at all that it was a bad album, because it certainly wasn't. It was a very good album with very, you know, quite a few, several good, really good cuts. But there was a, there was a huge change all the way around. Even if you listen closely to the production of that album, of the sound quality and sense of dynamics and all that stuff, if you are that analytical about it. Yeah, it was a it was a complete it was a complete change. And again, now I'm you know I'm specifically talking about by the standards of Rush. And um, the other albums that I listened to after that, um, if I were to, it was a strange thing because, and, and I've done, I've done this recently and I was thinking, well, Maybe you were jaded by something or you were biased for some reason. And over the years, I've done this probably, I'm guessing, about three times where I went from uh, the beginning and over the course of a week or so, and I listened again in order to every album and leading up to Permanent Waves, and then the albums following Permanent Waves. And especially, I guess, I guess if I really had to say, you know, it's, it's not that moving pictures represented going downhill. I would say it's just teetering there because... Again, as far as I'm concerned, the pinnacle was um, permanent waves. And maybe, you know, maybe you'll disagree with that. Um, I know, for instance, a lot of people that were just totally, absolutely loved moving pictures. And I, I can tell you, at least externally, I, I love the artwork. I thought the concept for the artwork was was great. It was really fantastic. No problem there. But it just was, you know, missing a certain, how they say in French, je ne sais quoi. And then by the time I had gotten to Presto, it was major facepalm time as a matter of fact when I had a friend of mine listening and uh, he also 
was, you know, he really liked Rush as well. And it was basically at least between between he and I, um, it was the same reaction. And, you know, we're critiquing this stuff. And he even took um, Presto and listened to it again at least two more times. And he said, I, I kept telling him, I said, look, you know, Presto and other than, say, for instance, the title track from Roll the Bones, it's like, look, the, the, these are, you know, I, I know we, we love the guys and we love Rush, but, you know, this is, this is bad. <laughs> this is just bad. And he really, he didn't, he didn't want to comment. <laughs> he was, or still is, very reserved. So he likes to analyze things after he's, you know, um, thought about it quite a bit. And um, so he, re he reserved his comments. And it was like, I don't know, a week or so later, and he listened to it and very quietly. He said, yeah, you, you know, you're right. And I said, right about what? And he said, oh, the, the, the albums. And I said, oh. And I said, presto and, and roll the bones. He's like, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, mean, I you know, I'm... I don't know um, what happened. <laughs> we were, you know, sitting around and just, it's like, okay, um, were they having, like, you know, very, very big problems in their lives and couldn't concentrate on what they were doing? Um, you, you don't know. I mean, you, the lives of these people, you, you don't know. They're... They're human, just like the rest of us. So you don't, you don't know what's going on. And, uh, but it seemed like apparently something was going on. Um, because the, um, I, I felt that overall and, um, as far as um, production, that that wasn't so much of an issue. Although I thought that again, I mean, not not bad by any means, but the production still wasn't quite at at the at the level of Permanent Waves. But <clears throat> primarily, um, at least as far as those two albums that, you know, I'm talking about, of course, Presto and Roll the Bones, there was a whole lot of, I guess we called it musical meandering. And I, I didn't expect that. I didn't want that. I didn't expect it because as an example, by a comparison, um, one of the things that, oh, there's, and there's several, but one of the great things 
about permanent waves was that there was there was there wasn't a single song where basically the 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 album and the music had a i'd call an a application of economy let's say that there simply just wasn't any meandering um there was just enough for each track on permanent waves that it said what it had to say and then it didn't go flying off radically in some other direction or with you know radical time signature changes that it, it in other words if you were if i were to compare it to writing a book let's say it wasn't as though the writer had completely somehow lost track of the narrative and I, I don't know if that is the best example or not, but I'm sticking with it. And that's exactly what I felt like happened with every successive album. Um, with the exception, let's say, of uh, Clockwork Angels. That, um, yeah, just a lot of, um, of uh, meandering and and pointless pointless directions and then and also being very with within all of those changes the tendency to um just for no real purpose to seem to to as though it were novel to just suddenly shoot in a different direction because that was done um on you know that was done in, in several songs from the permanent wave album um like um natural science or or what have you but everything seemed to say when they did this it transitioned and i'm talking of course about you know time signature changes but they it seemed to transition very smoothly and efficiently and just just at the right point, just to get it done and to get it done well. And then to do that for a bit, whatever that, that new direction was. Um, I mean, for instance, the song, you know, Jacob's ladder is, a, I think a very good example of what I'm talking about where they're just not, <clears throat> these changes just are not, they don't seem ambiguous. They seem purposeful and they illustrate a feeling, an emotion that is perfectly timed with the lyrical expression. Whereas, as I said, those other albums in particular, and particularly uh, in the case of, say, Presto, didn't do that. It was, it was, um, disjointed as far as i was concerned now once again with all do, absolutely all due respect you know a really a really bad album by rush as far as the industry standard is concerned is still probably a a pretty solid album 
at least, unfortunately, by today's standards, which today, well, God, so much for today's standards. Now, I know that you're you're probably thinking oh god you're you know you're just out of touch you you're just when i'm talking about today's standards no it they do suck and all that if you want to date to tie in with the demise when it began roughly not precisely but roughly that began when they started for vocals when they started using auto-tune. That was the beginning of the end. And so, you know, that that area, that time frame, that'll give you, in my opinion, um, where the train started coming off the track. But that is not the case. It wasn't, um, this wasn't something concerning Rush because... To my knowledge, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they ever used that. Could be wrong, but it's something very gimmicky and mm, no. Um, so, um, obviously, uh, due to, well, amongst other things, age which happens to all of us. Um, you know, there were obviously changes in Getty's voice over the years. Um, I, for instance, um, I still thought that Getty's voice, again, was pretty damn good, pretty rock solid, again, up until, you know, permanent waves and maybe you know moving pictures and then the decline so i know that as far as all there's obviously a lot of studio albums um i just wanted to answer the question that i was asked and they said you know they asked me they said well would you talk some about Rush and tell me what you thought was their greatest album or a few of their greatest albums? So, you know, hopefully at least I've answered that because, again, you know, this is depend depending on how great of a fan you are and how much... Um, you 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 are really um into the into them um you could literally spend hours i just wanted to pretty much not overstep my knowledge bounds <laughs> and they wanted my opinion and that's 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 what i'm saying and of course you are not only entitled to disagree I mean, if you wanna, you if you wanna drop me a line about this, maybe you'll just, you know, rip me a new ass and say you you're you're completely out of your mind, Ernest. You don't know what you're talking about. You've never, you know, you've never listened to Vapor Trails. Well, yes, I have, and um, 
and and this is in really broad terms um it it doesn't seem uh, again by comparison they don't seem what's the term I'd be like i guess purposely driven you know it's it seems as though the music's there but there's there's not a really clearly defined um, uh, image, statement, vision. Like, for instance, if you go way back in when they were doing, a, you know, the concept album, like, you know, the, the great granddaddy of, Perm of, of um, 2112. Now, it's not... You see, the thing about that album is not just the incredible, you know, energy and playing and drive, but it's the time that was taken. For instance, like, you know, if you want to have a good movie, well, you have to have many components for that. An excellent script. And then, of course great actors you put all these combinations together and hopefully you you should have a an absolute blockbuster on your hands such is the case for instance with 2112 this concept album but you can tell not just the musical playing but it was meticulously conceived now again I know that there are people who would um, argue this point with me, but that's not only from my own listening, and believe me, I've listened to that album many, many times. And I listened very closely. And also, you know, being a musician myself, I know. Uh, when something is difficult. And believe me, on everything up until the point, and especially, again, um, permanent waves, stuff, we're talking stuff here that is not by any means at all easy. But it helps if you have the ability they absolutely had the ability. They had the talent. They had the ability. They had the training. So they had that in, in, in buckets. No problem there. But before, you know, if, if you have all that, but you don't, if you're not able to have a, you know, coherent vision, that can really screw things up. And that is where I feel that there was definitely an over-the-hillishness about the whole succession of albums as a whole um, after moving pictures. But once again, I just wanted to say that, um, yeah, it was my reaction. I remember, I remember it very clearly uh, putting on, and, you know, I'd, on the radio I'd heard 
one or two songs and and i thought well yeah it's 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 kind of cool but i was thinking yeah it kind of also sounds a bit popish but hey you know new album and i got the album and it was that reaction was what Well, what did you think about that? I'd really like to hear what you have to say. So go on over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and put down your two cents worth. And while you're there, please feel free to listen to any and all the episodes you like. Plus, check out the other interesting things on my website. Until next time, this is Ernest saying take care I'm out of here <laughs>